1: hello welcome to the online marketing show I'm your host Joey Bushnell today's special guest is Todd Brown who is without question one of the world's leading experts when it comes to marketing funnels he's the creator of several training programs including the marketing funnel automation partnership coaching program 26 advanced marketing funnel conversion tactics and the marketing funnel newsletter. I highly recommend that you go check out his blog over at marketingfunnelautomation.com. Todd, thank you so much for being on the call with me today.
0: You're welcome, man. I'm excited to be
1: here. Thank you, Todd. How did you become an online marketer and become known as the go-to guy for marketing funnels?
0: Uh, well, I'll give you the I'll give you the short the shortened version of how I first got online. Basically, I was uh, I was working for a company that owned uh, about a dozen health clubs in uh, in New Jersey here in the United States and um I got a direct mail piece I got a a uh, I think it was a letter in the mail that was selling a uh, a direct response marketing training program for fitness professionals and it was about 300 and some odd dollars. And I thought that it was perfect fit for what I was doing with this health club company. And so I went to the owner. I asked the owner if I could buy this thing and expense it. He said, yeah, go ahead. I bought this course for, like I said, 300 some odd dollars, got it sent to me. And that was my first exposure to, uh, direct response marketing, copywriting, um, you know, kind of the world that we, uh, that that we operate in within the online marketing community, and I was immediately just engrossed with this training program, immediately got sucked in, and so I decided I'm going to pick up the phone, I'm going to call the, the the dude who put together this training program, and I'm going to ask him who he learned from, um, what did he study, and so that's exactly what I did, and he mentioned Dan Kennedy, and so, of course, I immediately went out, and I um, – I bought everything I could get my hands on from Dan Kennedy at the time most of what I was buying was uh, was on eBay and uh, and I just dove in and was going through the Dan Kennedy stuff like crazy and that very quickly led to me starting my first um information marketing um venture online knowing nothing about you know, really nothing about the internet, nothing about technology, nothing about websites. I, you know, I barely knew how to send email. This is about, this is over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the rest is history in terms of online. I just uh, eventually my, the company started making, um, a lot more money than what, uh, my job was paying me. And so eventually moved down to, uh, you know, left that gig, left that job, moved down to South Florida. And the rest is history. How did I become the um, this you know the go-to guy for so many you know big-name marketers in terms of marketing funnels? Well, it was really two two things really really happened. One, um, I was originally a client of Rich Sheffrin's. Um, When I decided to leave my job and go full-time online, the skill set that I knew I was missing was business systemization. It wasn't the marketing. It wasn't the copy. It wasn't the marketing strategy. It was the actual systemization of the business. And At the time, I knew that, and still to this day, Rich was and is the absolute best at teaching that side of things. Became a client with him. um, We hit it off. Uh, we became really good friends and, um, and then Rich asked me to come aboard, um, as a partner at Strategic Profits and run the marketing, uh, for him. And so for about two years, I was juggling running all the marketing for Strategic Profits, launching 15, 16 different front end products and big internal launches and JV and affiliate promotions and campaigns along with, um, my own companies. And so it was through my my uh, running the marketing there that um, I got to work on projects with Jay Abraham and Clayton Makepeace and John Carlton and, of course, became friends with Michael Masterson and worked on um, and coordinated projects and launches and campaigns with JV partners like uh, Mike Same, Russell Brunson, Frank Kern, Ryan Dice – and so I got to see two different sides of the marketing funnel um, world. I got to see what the online guys were doing and how they were applying direct response marketing techniques to, uh, to their funnels online. But I also got to see how the original, if you will, old school direct marketing guys did it um, offline. And so, how was Jay Abraham, you know, with his clients, how was he getting new customers? How was he multiplying their front end, their back end? Um, and, you know, the same thing with Michael Masterson at Agora and his, the best franchises at, uh, at Agora, the best divisions, if you will, at Agora. What were they doing? How were they doing it? And so eventually that carried over into um application at strategic profits and we launched a whole bunch of uh just killer front end products. Like I said, like fifteen different products. We launched uh, uh the Founders Club membership, which is still thriving, growing today. Um mm-hmm. uh, we did, you know, uh about three quarters of a million dollars in seven days in an internal relaunch of a particular product, applying these. Some of the things that I learned, and and again, just to wrap up this, because I want to get into some meat and potatoes for every for everybody listening. Um, then what happened was um, about a year ago, I uh, a good buddy of mine, Chris Brisson from Call Loop, which is a great application for SMS and voice broadcast. Um, he was constantly giving me access to all of his software and his applications and just great stuff. And so I said to him one day what, what can I do for you, man? You know, and he said, look, you know, do a webinar for my customers, share with them, you know, how you're generating, you know, we were generating, uh, we had one funnel at the time that was doing like $24 for every opt-in. Um, and so I did this, uh, this like 90 minute webinar for his customers, which got a lot of savvy marketers, big name marketers on there. And, um, and it was pure content, no pitch at the end. And it was from that, that after that webinar, Chris's partner immediately texted me within like 20 minutes and said, people are, you know, people were freaking out. They loved the webinar. They were disappointed you didn't have something to share with them in terms of coaching or a course or a training. And uh, and then we came back two months later and opened up Marketing Funnel Automation, the partnership coaching program, and the rest has been history there. But uh, but enough about me, man. Let's talk about, let's share some stuff about funnels. What do you got next for me?
1: My first question for you was, if someone maybe hasn't heard the term marketing funnel before, what exactly is a marketing funnel?
0: Yeah, well, a marketing funnel is is a strategic process a strategic set of steps that you bring a prospect through with the ultimate objective being at the end of that process, at the end of those steps, they um, desire your product. They're ready to buy. They see the the need and value for your product as the solution to their problem or situation above anything and everything else and and let me make let me let me make a, a, an important point that I want everybody to get you know when I when I first launched the 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 um, this marketing funnel automation um, brand I specifically refer to it as a marketing funnel not a sales funnel you know most people talk about it as a as a sales funnel well there's a distinct difference between marketing and sales marketing and sales um, i think it was peter drucker who said that the whole purpose of marketing is to make selling superfluous to make it unnecessary like when you do when you do marketing the right way you're leading the prospect to make the decision on their own that your product or service is the best choice for them, is the perfect fit, is the perfect solution for their problem or or situation. You know, look, people love to buy. They hate being sold. And so there's a a massive difference between the way we approach – a uh, you know uh, marketing or marketing funnel it's not a sales funnel it's a marketing funnel our job again is to give the prospect this feeling of of um of freedom of choice of freedom of decision so that they feel at the end that they've chosen to um, you know they've made the decision. They've come to the conclusion on their own. They weren't sold, and so there's a very specific way that we do that. And I'm sure you and I are going to are going to get to how we actually do that. How are we marketing and not selling? How are we leading them to the um, to the conclusion? But again, a marketing funnel is just a series of of steps. It's a strategic process, and I say strategic because you know so many marketers get caught up in the tactics of a of a marketing funnel. Like most marketers, most especially newer marketers, newbie marketers that get online um, and start learning about marketing funnels, when they think of a marketing funnel, they think of, well, I'm gonna have uh I'm gonna have a squeeze page to a sales letter or one-time offer. Uh, to the order form, to an upsell. If they don't take the upsell, it goes to a downsell. If they do take the upsell, it goes to another upsell. That's all the tactical, um, the tactical components, if you will, of a marketing funnel. And and you know, and and I really refer to that as an offer sequence, right? It's the you you have the main offer, then you have an upsell offer, a downsell offer, or an OTO, and and so on and so forth. But what's more important is the strategy. Behind the marketing funnel. What are you saying? When are you saying it? How are you saying it? Why are you saying it? What are you actually communicating through each of the steps of your marketing funnel? Whether your marketing funnel is eight steps, four steps, two steps. Whatever it is, it's the strategy behind the, um, the 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 marketing funnel that's more important than the tactics. You have to have both, but you build it on the foundation of strategy. And l- let me give you just two examples so that this kind, of, um, this kind of makes sense. When we're putting together marketing funnels, there's a few things that we look at. But two of the main things that we look at are market sophistication And prospect awareness level and market sophistication is basically, um, is basically what promises, what claims, what benefits have your prospects seen from competitors? What are your competitors promising to prospects? What are, what are your competitors presenting to prospects? What claims have they made about their own products, about the benefits of their products to your prospects? Because there are five different levels of, of sophistication, if you will, in a, in a market. And depending on the sophistication level of the market, um, that needs to change the sophistication of – your marketing and the analogy or the example I should say that I, that I, that I give and this comes straight from really Eugene Schwartz and breakthrough advertising, one of the greatest copywriters of all time, um, is this idea when weight loss supplements first hit the market, you know, when there was no weight loss supplements and then the next day there were weight loss, there was a weight loss supplement, the, the advertiser, the advertising only had to say, take this pill and you'll lose weight. And that's it, because nobody else had made any similar claim before. There was nothing like it on the market. It was, um, it was totally a, a fresh and really, if you if you call it a level one sophisticated market. But as more and more competitors came out and and competitors were saying similar things, the market became more sophisticated, and those same claims didn't work to the same level that they previously did. Now, the marketing had to go up a sophistication level, right? And so then it became, take this pill and lose seven pounds. And then eventually when the market became, uh, reached that sophistication level because more and more marketers were making a similar claim like that, then it was take this pill, lose seven pounds in seven days. And then it went on to take this pill and, you know, that contains some crazy rainforest bark that, you know, blocks the absorption of fat in your intestinal tract right? They go through these different levels of sophistication. And if you think about that one example today, you couldn't release a a weight loss supplement, a fat burning supplement, and just say, take this pill and you'll lose weight. Why? Because the market's too sophisticated for that. And so that's just, that's an example of how The strategy behind the campaign is more important, behind the funnel is more important than just the tactics. It's not about, all right, let's have a front-end offer. Let's have an upsell. Let's have a downsell. Let's have an OTO. If you don't take into consideration, for example, market sophistication, you could come into that with all of the right tactics, with the whole offer sequence. But your message is is not sophisticated enough for the market. It's too "Quote unquote unsophisticated" for the level that they're at, and then it will fall. Uh, it will fall completely flat, and that's what happens to a lot of marketers. And that's what I mean when I say um, strategy. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it does. It makes perfect sense. I think we've seen that happen in the internet marketing world. I, I remember back in two thousand and seven, where people were were selling push button riches and all sorts of other shenanigans, which which we all know now are total BS. Fast forward to two thousand and thirteen and the market has really matured they don't fall for these things like they used to so i can totally see your point there and i'm i'm guessing that that would carry over to any niche wouldn't it
0: absolutely every niche will go through this um that every niche will mature right and they mature based on the marketing claims and promises that they're exposed to from the marketplace from competitors and basically all we're saying is that like look if you could go into a niche and you could make a completely unique promise that they've never seen before, man. You've you're you, you know you're gonna you're going to um, crush it. I'm not saying you know if you can go into a niche that nobody's ever marketed to before. I'm saying if you could go in with a unique promise, well, you're operating at that level one sophistication, and so your marketing message doesn 't have to be that sophisticated but but in all niches, eventually, as competitors see you making money or as individuals see you making money and doing well, competitors are going to come in, and usually, what happens is you see um, lots of copycats, and so similar messages get put out to the marketplace and what happens is again they just become too sophisticated i don't care what market it is i don't care what niche it is i don't care what ge- geography you're you're operating within every niche matures and gets more sophisticated over time and it's your job as a marketer before you begin crafting your marketing funnel before you begin engineering it before you think about one word of copy it's your job to understand where your market is at on that uh, on that scale of market sophistication.
1: Todd, that's a great explanation. Thank you. Before we talk about um, strategy and some of the marketing principles that go into a marketing funnel, um, I just want to, first of all, just talk about the automation part. We can do all this, as the name of your website, marketingfunnelautomation.com suggests, on autopilot. So there are lots of autoresponders and CRM tools out there, which can help us to automate things. In your opinion, what is the best one?
0: Uh, my opinion is Infusionsoft okay. is the best uh, is the best CRM. And the reason, and I'm not, you know, I don't, I get paid nothing from Infusionsoft. um, And it's not that, uh, like, look, if something better came along, better meaning it would allow me to do more things that Infusionsoft doesn't allow me to do for myself, for my coaching students, for my consulting clients, I would go, I would go to that. And I I am always keeping my eye out for, uh, for a better CRM. But the thing that Infusionsoft allows you to do um, that makes it so incredibly valuable is that you can auto segment prospects based on their engagement or lack thereof with your content. And so, what I mean by that, because, and I think that this will be incredibly valuable for um, for all of your listeners, is that look, the days of bringing prospects, all prospects. Through a straight linear funnel are dead. And what I mean by a straight linear funnel is, uh, is the days of sending everybody to, um, let's say, a squeeze page, you know, an opt-in page, and then sending them, let's say, hypothetically for this example, sending them to, uh, you know, like through a four-part video series where, you know, three of the videos are educational, one of the videos is a sales video, um, and so, you know, day one you send an email to prospects that opt in, like go, you know, video one's been posted, and then day two you send everybody an email that says video two's been posted. And day three, send them an email, video three has been posted. And day four, an email, video four has been posted. Those days are long long dead of just sending people straight through regardless of their engagement. See, because some people that – opt-in to that type of funnel will immediately on day one go watch video one and day two go watch video two and day three and day four and so on but what about the people that opt-in go watch video one and then the next day when they get an email about video two they don't watch video two now if your if your entire video series is is makes up your marketing funnel which obviously it does if it's if it's one big overriding message. That means every video in that example funnel is valuable and serves a purpose, right? Everything that we do, everything that we say, everything that happens in a marketing funnel is done strategically. It's there for a reason. It serves a bigger strategic or tactical purpose. If it doesn't, then it shouldn't be in the funnel. So we've got to assume that in, that, in, that, in a four-part video funnel, uh every every video's got a uh, a reason for for being in there obviously again if it didn't we wouldn't keep it in there and so does it make sense to take a prospect who let's say gets an email about video 2 doesn't click the link to go watch video 2 doesn't actually go watch video 2 should we the next day send them an email about video 3 and send them straight to video 3 without them having watched video 2 does that make any sense no of course not that mm-hmm. that's like us taking you know a, a one hour sales presentation so to speak and letting them skip a 15 minute chunk of that sales presentation well if that we might say something crucial in there. We might cover an objection or two objections or we might highlight a benefit or a feature that's critical to making the sale at the end in that 15-minute chunk. And so what Infusionsoft allows you to do is it allows you to move people through your funnel based on their engagement. The people that are consuming the videos in this example, if they consume video one, tomorrow we're giving them video two. If they consume video two, the next day we're sending them to video three and so on. The person who doesn't, We're going to continue to, to drive them back to where they left off. And so people can go through your funnel at their, at the appropriate speed. You, you know, it's like if you're, if you were face to face, if you were, if you were quote unquote selling face to face with somebody and they said, I got to go to the bathroom, you'd stop your presentation, you'd let them go, you'd wait until they come back and you'd pick up where you'd left off well the same thing we we wouldn't just keep speaking and so infusionsoft allows you to do that and just a whole bunch of other um you know auto segmenting um, which, you know, segment, segmentation is critical in the marketing funnel process because it allows you to communicate more targeted messages to your prospects. And the more targeted you could be in terms of their engagement, their needs, their response, um, their interaction with your content, the better your conversion rate's going to be for all the
1: different segments. So in that situation, Todd, where someone has a four-part video series as part of their funnel. And let's say the person watches video one, and and then they they don't click the link for video two. So you would send them an email again saying here's video two. You wouldn't let them see video three, until they've clicked the link and they've actually consumed video two.
0: Um, yes and no. And okay. what I mean by that is that yes, I'm going to send them another email um, about video two. Before I'm going to do, um, I'm going to take about three days an additional three days to um, do everything in my power to get them to consume video two before I send them on to video three. At some point, you've got to send them on to um, to video three um, in in hopes that they will um, reengage and go back through video two as well. But if they don't click, if they go and they watch video one, and then the next day we send them an email about video two, and they don't, Click the link they don't go to consume video two the day after I'm going to send them another email about video two that's going to present a different benefit a different hook, a different angle for why they should consume um, video two remember people um, you know people desire things for different reasons and so sometimes the hook that you present or the main the, the main benefit that you present Um, for why they should watch video two. It might resonate with some people, but not um, others. And so the next email that we send out is going to be a different angle, a different hook. And then finally, the day after that, it's going to be a different angle and a different hook, ultimately trying to, again, get consumption for video two, get consumption of our our marketing message. After about three additional days, um, we're going to Drive them on to uh, to video three, but they are now in a different um, follow-up sequence. Meaning that, excuse me, the people that are actively engaged in the funnel that the people that clicked video one, you know, w- went to watch video one, went to w- watch video two, they are in a follow-up sequence that acknowledges their engagement, right? Like, in other words, it, it acknowledges their engagement. It, it, it's a funnel that's designed for people that are hot and um, and engaged with your content, whereas the, the people that didn't consume video two, that we eventually have to move them on to video three, they're in a different video three sequence that um, communicates differently with them than the other video three sequence that's communicating with the hot uh, prospects, if that makes any sense.
1: So basically, there's there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all funnel anymore. Every funnel should be tailored to how the individual engages with the funnel.
0: Yeah, like if you want to have, you know, look, if you want to, you know, if you, if you, if you're thinking big and you're operating big and you want to, you know, pardon the expression, but if you want to play like the big boys play, then you go the distance with your marketing funnel when you're engineering it. Because look, you know, a, you know, a, a single, uh, phenomenal front end marketing funnel could revolutionize your business. I mean, it could revolutionize your business. The hard, you know, a front end meaning a customer acquiring the funnel that uh, the funnel or funnels that you have that acquire new customers for you. I mean, when you have one that allows you to generate new customers at break even, meaning you spend a thousand bucks and you get a thousand dollars worth of new customers in your business, man. You sky's the limit. You've just reached the promised land because at that point it, it's no longer about marketing. It becomes a scale issue. And I mention that within this context because, you know, look, yeah, is it work for you to set up a funnel like this? Um, absolutely. But look, man, anybody that tells you that you can have a um, uh, you know, a, a seven eight figure business without putting in the work is lying to you. Mm-hmm. The reality is that you know there is no fast way to sustainable riches online. That's all bullcrap, man. You know, and I've been around this game a long time. I wish it was. I wish it was true. I wish there was a fast and easy way to make crazy money online. But the reality is, there's a big difference between having an income stream online or having you know. making money online and having a business online, right? When people go after um, just income online, they're constantly having to hustle month in and month out, month in and month out, and eventually when that um, hustle uh, breaks them – um, they got to move on to something else. Whereas what we're doing is we're building a business, a long-term sustainable business that grows and grows and grows every month. And in order to have something like that, you have to have a, a rock-solid front-end funnel that allows you to pay for traffic, do paid media, um, and break even on the front. And in order to be able to do that with the cost of media today, you need a funnel like we just went through with multiple paths, uh, all based on engagement, not a one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter approach.
1: So, with this type of funnel, you've already said that Infusionsoft is your weapon of choice. It's mine as well, by the way. Am I right in thinking that if there is anyone listening to this interview that has Office Autopilot, they can do it on there as well? Uh, yeah. And tools such as Aweber, GetResponse, EyeContact, Constant Contact, Mailchimp, those types of autoresponders can't do these these extra things.
0: No, I mean, with AWeber, you can do certain things with, um, I think it's AW Pro Tools.
1: Okay.
0: Um, there are certain things that you can do. But the reality is that, you know, that we really shouldn't even compare AWeber or GetResponse with things like Office Autopilot or Infusionsoft because, you know, look, AWeber is a tool to send out um, email, email broadcasts, and email autoresponders. It's not a tool. It's not a marketing automation tool. It's an email automation tool. And so, when we talk about you know um, segmenting on the fly, and we talk about like you and I could talk about tracking links and using interest tags and and just you know crazy marketing um, automation stuff in FusionSoft In Infusionsoft. Aweber isn't set up to do that. It's not designed to do that. It's not a tool to do that. And so to me, like the reality is I've got a lot of coaching students that use things like Aweber, get response, and I'll say the same thing to your audience that I say to them. I say, look, that's, you know, that's where you're at right now and we're going to set up the funnel with what it is that you have right now to the best of our ability. We're going to max out the tool that you currently have um, and get it as close to where I know it should be um, as we can. But we're going to do that knowing that ultimately in the future, um, in the near future, we want to move over to Infusionsoft because done right, a tool like Infusionsoft or Office Autopilot will give you a positive return on investment month one when you use it. And so we're going to set it up with what we've got right now. And that's for everybody. I don't care whatever it is that you've got, you know, you, you use what it is that you have and you, you do it to the max. You don't use a lack of tools, a lack of technology, a, a, a lack of capital as an excuse um, ever. I'll tell you very, very quickly. If I can, uh, I'll tell you that I started my business again, over 10 years ago with 850 bucks. That's it. $850. I think for that $850, we formed like a corporation here in the, in the states, like a legal entity. Um, we set, we, we got a merchant account. I think we paid like $250 or something like that for a merchant account back then. We bought a domain name, some hosting. And um, and that's it. And I never to this day invested another dime of my money into any of my online ventures. That 850 has, you know, grew our first company and then and then the money from the first company, we grew the second company and the third company. And so the point is that um, you can never let technology tools, resources be the excuse because we just set it up the best we can with what you've got and then go from there.
1: So Todd, what are the main steps of a marketing funnel? I know that this is going to be different depending on the product, the offer, the niche, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but are there some core steps, some core components that you should think should be in most marketing funnels?
0: Um, well, I'm going to answer that question probably a little bit different, uh, a little bit differently than um, than the way you were you were asking it. And, and um, what I'm going to say is that first of all, you were right in that you're right in that, you know, look, every funnel, every funnel is different, right? Every funnel, the, the complexity of the funnel, the steps in the funnel, the length of the funnel, it's all dependent on, um, on the complexity of the product, uh, that you're ultimately going to present, you know, the, you know, how many features and benefits are there. It also, uh, the number of steps in the funnel, the length of the funnel, the complexity of the funnel is based on uh, the objections that the market has, the sophistication level of the, uh, of the market, you know, it's what the, what competitors are doing in terms of are all competitors using video or all competitors using, uh, PDF. Like, so a lot of things to take into, um, consideration. But let me give you the most important quote unquote step in every funnel. And this is something that, um, I spend a lot of time on with um, our, our, uh, our coaching clients, and it's something that I call EBM content, EBM content, and EBM stands for education-based marketing, and the bulk of a marketing funnel should be EBM content, education-based marketing content, and basically, the way we are able to come up with the content, like what you actually say in your marketing funnel, what you actually communicate and in what order you communicate it, Um, the way we come up with that is by asking uh, one main question, right? And there's a bunch of little questions, but we start with this one main question and, and that is what do prospects need to believe to buy? What do they need to believe to buy? And the way I want you to think about this is I want you to think about yourself as an attorney, as a lawyer, and you are, or a prosecutor, if you will, and you are presenting a case to a courtroom, to a jury. And in this case, the jury is your prospects. And there, there are certain things that they need to believe. If you were prosecuting a case, uh, where the gentleman was being charged with murder, you would know that the ultimate objective is that you want the jury to believe that this guy committed murder. But from that, we can work backwards and we can say, well, what do they need to believe in order to believe that? Right? Like, what do they need to believe in order to believe that he committed murder? And, and, um, that he was there. That you know that he had motive, um, that um, that uh, whatever his fingerprints were there, that he's a shady character, or what, whatever it is that we, we that they would need to believe. Um, our entire court case, as the as prosecutors, would be presenting that information in a, a linear, logical progression making sure that everything that they need to believe um, in order to come up with the guilty verdict at the end, um, we are presenting. And the way we present it, it's basically, you know, to simplify it, it's we make, if we're, again, prosecuting, we make a statement like we'll, we make a statement of what we want them to believe, right? We say something that we want them to believe, and then we back it up with a preponderance of proof. Proof in marketing, proof throughout your marketing funnel for all of your claims is one of the most critical aspects of a high converting marketing funnel, right? Without proof, all you have is a claim. That's it. Without proof, all you have is a claim. So as a prosecutor, you can't just say he was there. He was at the scene of the crime. That's not enough. You've got to say he was at the scene of the crime, and here is proof. His fingerprints were there. There's an eyewitness. He was caught on the camera. He was right in, and it becomes... A preponderance of proof. Making the claim is the easy part. Anybody can make the claim. Any marketer can make a claim, right? But mm-hmm. the 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 tough part, the difficult part, if you will, is presenting the preponderance of proof. And so every point that we would want that jury to believe, we present in the right order. Like he had motive. Here are the reasons why. The reasons are the 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 proof. Um, you know, he was there. At the scene, here is the um, the proof. He committed the murder. Here is the proof. His fingerprints are on the knife. The knife has the you know the victim's blood on it. You know like right. And so we're presenting it in a logical, linear order. And for everything we want them to believe, we're making a, a, a statement, a claim, a promise, and then we're backing it up with a preponderance of proof. That is EBM content. That is education-based marketing, and and let me give you um, let me give you an example. N- now, let me before I give you an example, let me just say this: that the um, all of this happens without talking about the product, right? We're not talking about you know. During, when, and I'm going to give you this example. I'm going to give you an example in a second, but we're not talking about the product. We're educating. We're educating them, but we're educating them in a way that leads them closer and closer to the sale, that increases their desire um, for the the end result, even before we ever present the product, right? So that when we present the product, they want to buy rather than us selling. We're educating them in a way where we're pre-selling them, on our product or service, so that when we present the product or service, it's exactly what they want, and they're thankful that we presented them with the opportunity to, um, to get it. An example is from one of the early companies that I started was a company that worked with chiropractic physicians, chiropractors. And we used to teach chiropractors, and we even created funnels for them way back that what it would do is they would offer, let's say, a free video, for example, to prospective patients. And the free video would be, you know, how to relieve back pain naturally with no drug surgery or crazy treatments. And the video would be educational. And what it would do is it would walk people through all of the different options that they had to relieve back pain. And, and it and really, all the options were the other choices, the, the alternatives to chiropractic that they had. But when we presented each of the, uh, each of the alternatives one at a time, we would give them the negatives of those alternatives and we may we might give like a weak benefit you know but we would go through you know they could go get massage they could you know go do physical therapy they could hire a personal fitness trainer they could you know go through blah 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 whatever they could take natural herbal supplements and for each one of the alternatives we would tell them about the the negatives right and then when we finally got to chiropractic we would give them all of the positives now we didn't talk about the, the doctor, we, didn't, we weren't talking about chiropractic care with the doctor. We were just talking about chiropractic in general. We educated them all, the, all along, the whole way, so that at the end, once we were done talking about chiropractic, they got value from the, that marketing message, and they had the conclusion. They reached the conclusion on their own that, well, these other options suck, the best option is chiropractic care, and man that 's what i got to do and so then when we when we transition from EBM content into the introduction of their um, of their service chiropractic care. Then it became, well, yeah, this is great. I want this. There was no hard selling needed. There was no hardcore sales pitch. There was no fake scarcity needed. There was none of that stuff because we educated them in a way that led to the sale. We pre-sold them on the idea of of chiropractic care by um, with education-based marketing content, with EBM content. And so um, that's... You know, the, whether that EBM content gets delivered via PDF, via video, via audio, via a combination of those, plus a webinar, Evergreen webinar, or Google Hangout, uh, whether it's done in three steps, six steps, um, you know, th- that's, um, all dependent again on how much information you have to present, right? It's just like, you know, the, the question of, well, how long should a sales letter be? Well, a sales letter should be—it um, should be as long as necessary to make the sale and no longer. Whether that's three pages, one page, 25 pages, um, there is no arbitrary length. Just like there's no arbitrary number of steps for the ideal marketing funnel, or there is no arbitrary ideal length um, for the for the um, for the perfect marketing funnel. It's all dependent on what you have to communicate.
1: So Todd, if we were to picture this front-end marketing funnel, am I right in thinking that it's an opt-in or a squeeze page of some kind? Then they delivered the EBM content, and then you're sending them to a video sales letter or or a sales page to make the sale, but only after they've consumed the content.
0: Yeah, I, I think that that's fair. I think for most of us online, um, yeah, I think that you know the for most marketers online. Um the 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 majority of their conversions, the majority of their front end revenue will come from the follow-up steps um in the marketing funnel. You know, whereas mm-hmm. let's say companies like Agora, you know, at you know, let's say, you know, at take Sansbury Research, for example, one of their divisions, you know, they send people direct to a sales a sales video or a sales page. They're able to do that without an opt-in because of the quality of their copy, right? Mm -hmm. The quality of their copy is so good that they don't need to generate um, a list of prospects. They can just send people direct to a sales message, generate enough sales to pay for their marketing, and only build a customer list. But for the average marketer online, yeah, at a bare minimum, uh, more than likely, they should um, send people direct to a squeeze page. And then, from a squeeze page um, have um, have some kind of sequence behind that, and depend you know the sequence. It depends. Some cases you might have an immediate one-time offer that you present right on right on the back of the opt-in, depending on the niche, depending on the product, and and, and so on. Um, or you might have, depending on the price point, you might have a lengthier funnel where you might have one or more videos. Um, there's you know there's no one way to uh, there's no one tactical way to set up a, a marketing funnel. There is one right strategic way to set up a marketing funnel, but the tactics of how you deliver the message that, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat.
1: With our front-end marketing funnel, are we looking to make a profit on the front-end, or is this just something that we're looking to break even with and then make money later on?
0: Yeah, that's the the... the you're, the way the the right way to do it, the way the big boys operate. When I say the big boys, I mean the real big boys. The again the agoras boardrooms um, is that you look at your marketing in two different categories: marketing to prospects in order to make the first sale, you know, in order to get the first transaction with them. That's what we call front end. And the other category of marketing is all the marketing that we do to existing customers, people that have have at least one or more transactions with your, your, your company, and that's what we call the back end. The purpose of the front end is to um, acquire maximum number of new customers at break-even right that 's ultimately the goal. Our goal is maximum new customers, um, and for the average marketer it 's at break even and we won 't even get into the more advanced you know uh, going negative on the front when you 've got you know when you have the cash flow we 'll just say that the goal is maximum new customers. At break even, and there are two components there. one is of course at break even that means if you spend a thousand dollars on a media buy, your goal is to acquire a thousand dollars to get a thousand dollars back in the form of new customers really. That's really like acquiring customers for free. You're not, you know, there is no expense. If you invest a thousand and get a thousand dollars back, plus you get new customers um, on that front end transaction, that's not an expense. That's an investment and you should be willing to do that all, all day. Um, But the second thing, and this is where a lot of people misunderstand is that the goal is not just to break even. The goal is maximum new customer acquisition. And so I hear a lot of marketers that say, well, they'll teach um you know from theory they 'll teach this idea that well all right why why have a, a, a one dollar product you know a one dollar trial on the front? Why not sell an expensive product right because for you um, you know if, if you're selling a one dollar product let's just say you have to generate a thousand sales and i'm just using this as an example mm-hmm. um, whereas if i 'm selling a thousand dollar product, I only have to generate one sale I generate one sale you have to generate a thousand sales well, the difference is that I would I would much rather um, I would much rather take a um, a thousand new customers at one dollar a piece than one new customer at at a thousand dollars. I'd much rather have a thousand new customers at one dollar each than one new customer at a thousand dollars. Because now even though. On the front end, both break even, both put you in the same financial situation, but now if I have a 1,000 new customers and you have one new customer, now I have the ability to put those 1,000 new customers into a back-end funnel, into a back-end sequence that sells them on my... Premium offer, offer you know. Now we could sell them. We could bring them from a dollar to a ninety-seven dollar, or to a ninety-seven dollar, or to a ninety-seven dollar a month continuity program, or to you know a five-hundred dollar uh, offer, or to a coaching offer, two-thousand dollar offer, five-thousand dollar offer. I have a thousand people to work with. He has one person to work with. And so the goal is maximum new customers on the front end, at break even. The purpose of the back end, all your marketing to your existing customers is to maximize lifetime customer value, is to build the value of a customer. So if you know that every $1 customer you get, that currently they're worth $300 to you, let's just say, um, well, our goal is to increase that so that our average customer goes from being worth three hundred to being worth three fifty to being worth four hundred to being worth five hundred and, and eventually to be worth more and more, right? The the marketer with the highest lifetime customer value um, can dominate. Right. If my customer is worth three grand to me, and your customer is worth three hundred to you, I can afford to spend, you know, a thousand bucks to acquire a new customer if I really wanted to. Um, whereas that would put you out of business, and for me it would still give me two thousand dollars of profit over the life of that customer um, if I wanted to. And so lifetime customer value, that all back in.
1: My last question for you today, Todd, was I've seen on your blog that you you talk about three back-end marketing sequences that can help you maximize the lifetime value of a customer. Can you let us know a little bit about these three sequences?
0: Yeah, so the three the three sequences I think that you're referring to are and there's more than these three, but these three that I'm referring to that that um that I think you're talking about are um, the resell sequence, the retention sequence, and the reactivation sequence. Mm-hmm. And so, the resell sequence is really—it's what most marketers online call their um, their fulfillment sequence, their thank you sequence. So, somebody buys a product, and most marketers simply fulfill the product; they'll deliver the product, whether it's digital, physical, whatever. Well, you're really that sequence really should be used to resell them. Mm-hmm. On their purchase, resell them on the um, on on the purchase sell them on consumption of the um, of the product in other words you know don 't just deliver the the video course or the um, you know whatever excuse me the ebook it should it should resell them on the wise decision that they that they made. It should also deliver a phenomenal customer experience like make them feel valued and give them access to whatever training materials consumption materials um, they they need. It should also Um, it should also build a relationship with these people because ultimately your goal is to continue to sell customers by delivering more and more value, right? Continue to deliver value in exchange for their investment in you. And so you build relationship, bond. It should also be used to generate testimonials, generate referrals. These are all things that need to be built into the reselling sequence. And so that's number one. The retention sequence is really more of a sequence that is applied to continuity it 's what are you doing to retain your members, your subscribers above and beyond just delivering the content that they expect to get the content that they're that they're paying for so if you have a newsletter or you have a membership site or you have a CD of the month or a book of the month, whatever it 's a sequence that is designed to um, to remind your customers of the return on investment that they're getting from their, their, their subscription, right? It, it's telling them or reminding them, refreshing them on the benefits that they're getting, the, the community that they belong to, the, the value that they're reaping from this, this, um, this continuity program. It's also in terms of stick, you know, keeping them around long term. Your goal, you know, what, one of your goals of this retention sequence is to tease future content, tease what's coming. What's coming up? What's going to happen next? And what are you going to miss out on if you don't remain a member, so to speak, if you don't stick around um, without saying that? And then of course in the retention marketing sequence, it's it's rewarding your subscribers and members with little gifts, trinkets, um unexpected surprises, um, recognizing that, you know, that there's a value to each subscriber. And if you spend, you know, if if you realize after looking at your metrics that Uh, that a significant percentage of subscribers or members drop off at month five, you know, well then in month four, it would benefit you to send out a little something extra. Spend the ten bucks or the twelve bucks or the fifteen bucks, whatever it is. To send them a little, a little gift tapping into the whole law of reciprocity the month before the big drop off point because if that helps you boost up your retention rate and you're charging $46, $47 a month or whatever it is, um, you know, you could very easily, very quickly see a positive return on your investment from something like that. And so a strategic use of unexpected gifts Um, is extremely valuable and then of course the last one the reactivation sequence is really just about not um, giving up on customers that either asked for a refund or canceled their canceled their membership or subscription with you but recognize that you know that um, that with the right reactivation campaign, um, in the right setting, you could reactivate up to fifty percent of the people that that go inactive. Like in a you know, if you have a subscription, a membership site, for example, credit cards decline because of you know balances, because of expiration dates on cards. You know, and I first learned from Jay Abraham that a majority of people that go inactive in any business don't go inactive because of anything um, harsh or negative that the business did or the business owner did. They go inactive for one of any um, different, you know, quote-unquote life reasons and Mm -hmm. with a certain, you know, reminding them that, look, no hard feelings, things happen, come on back with different um, unique custom offers for um, inactive or canceled or old clients or customers. You can re-engage with them and bring them back. Remember that, you know, look, that, you know, a, a customer at one point has the potential to be a, a customer in the future, and it's your job to um, to continue to try to make that happen. And so that's the um, reactivation marketing sequence. And, of course, these three sequences are really um you know, of, of course, these are in addition to the big backend sequences that are designed to sell your customers on um, on bigger and more valuable um, products and services with you. You know, your job with your customers is to deliver more value at higher and higher price points to your to your customers. The key being deliver more value, right? Don't mm-hmm. don't just have the mindset of of you know what can I sell to them today? Like Jay, like I learned from Jay, you know, fall in love with your um, your customers, um, you know, value the, the customer and be a true customer um, resource, an advocate for your customer. Put their needs at the forefront of your mind, and uh, and you can't go wrong with that.
1: Well, Todd, you said that you were going to give us some meat and potatoes on this call today and um, you've been absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. Where can we find out more about you and where can we get more of this first-class information which is going to help us build our own first-class marketing funnel?
0: Uh, Well, the website um, you mentioned earlier, go to marketingfunnelautomation.com. Uh, you know, put your name and email address into the into the form, and then you 'll start getting uh, you 'll get our, our email newsletter and when we put up new blog posts and hold new um, webinars and whatnot you 'll get all notifications on those things and We have a couple of different programs right now that um, that marketers can participate in that they'll learn more about when they get on that email um list. We have a, a print publication called Marketing Funnels Uncensored. Um, brand new. It, it it includes like uh uh analysis, dissection, explanation of A player money marketing um money making marketing funnels. Um, that has. There's a newsletter with that. There's a blueprint report that gets mailed to them. There's also, of course, the marketing funnel automation partnership coaching program. When that opens up, we have a product called 26 Advanced Marketing Funnel um, Conversion Strategies. But more than anything, just everybody go over to marketingfunnelautomation.com, get on the list. And, uh, and we put out, I strive, you know, always to put out just some great content. And so you'll find value if nothing else, just being on that list.
1: Brilliant. Todd, I just want to thank you so much for your time today. Um, and thank you for being so generous with your information. It's been absolutely first class and a big thanks to you, everybody for listening in. There should be a link on this page, wherever you're listening to this, where you can go to Todd's website and check it out. It's marketingfunnelautomation.com. Get on Todd's free newsletter and you'll be able to get even more marketing funnel education.
0: The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic. Improving conversion rates. Increasing customer value and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.